Hey guys, this is Aislinn Wade, and I am your host for Let's Talk. Let's Talk is a podcast about everything. We talk about several topics ranging from relationships, sex, God, letdowns, disappointments, infidelity, basically anything, health, wellness, whatever it is, we talk about it. So the laughs are endless, the topics are hot. Make sure you grab a snack, grab your wine, and have a seat because this is Let's Talk. Hey, soldier boy, can I yah trick yah? Yah trick yah. Call it part. First of all, listen, one thing I love about this podcast are these little opening numbers. But hey, guys, <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk with Aislinn. Hey, 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 hey. So, first of all, I just want to apologize because, um, there, last week we skipped because the week before I put out um, the episode about the Barbie movie. So if you have not listened to that, if you have not watched it, um, click off of here, go back, listen to that episode. If you're on YouTube, go back, watch that episode, and then come back to this one. Um, but yeah, I put it out and then I totally forgot to promote it. And then I was like, that's okay. That'll be like my um, my um, episode for you know this past week and then I forgot to promote it again so here we are <laughs> trying again um so I was just like screw it you know it's out there um definitely go give it a listen like I said give it a watch if you're on YouTube but we're gonna move forward because this topic that I have for y'all today um I was talking to my man my man my man about it and I was like yo I got to talk about this. He was geeked. I was like, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. Like, <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, so I got to put that out there. So anyway, um, first of all, how are you guys doing? How have you been? How's your week been going? Your week eeks. Technically, I haven't seen you guys in like two weeks. Um, but how's your week been going? How have things been going? Um, over here, we are in transition season. Um, I, brief story. Um, for those of you who know, I think I've, t I've talked about it before. If you follow me on TikTok, um, I am a supervisor at a bank. Um, it is a smaller bank, although we, they, we did just acquire another smaller bank, um, still smaller than the big, big bank that I used to work at. Um, but I supervise the teller line and, um, it's just been, it, it was really exciting for me. Like I was basically already doing that at my old branch anyway, but, um, just not paid or recognized, um, which is not true. I was recognized by my branch manager and my service manager all the time by it. It just not like the higher ups. Um, so to actually have the official title was like super dope. Um, but it was not going well just because, um, my branch manager, excuse me, if you heard me in the mic, I had a little burpee. Um, my branch manager, she was very controlling. She did not make things easy. Um, and it was very clear that she did not want me there. Um, and she wanted to do everything herself. And so um, I'm not the first lead teller that she's run off. Um, and I won't be the last. And so um, it just got to the point where it was unbearable. And my thing is like, the more I ignored her, the harder she pushed me, like the more she poked and poked and poked and poked and poked and poked and poked at me to like get, to get me upset. You know what I mean? Um, and then when I finally was like, all right, well, I'm just gonna, you know, mind my business and, um, live my life. She still was like, mm, no. So it was like, she wanted to do everything herself. 
So I was like, all right, I'm gonna let you do everything yourself, okay? And I'm gonna let you be in total control. And she wouldn't even let me do my job. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm just not gonna do my job then. I'm just gonna be a teller and I'm gonna let you be in total control. And then when our um, district manager, we'll call it that, um, started to come around more, then she got to the point where, oh, he's in the building. Oh, actually, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing this. And so then it's like when he was around, she wanted me to do my job. But when he wasn't around, she wanted to do my job. So it just got to the point where like it was the the environment was very hostile. It was very toxic. Like she was doing things that she should not have been doing against policy and procedure. And when I would have conversations with her, like, hey, we can't do this. Like, this is not good. And you can't put other people in this situation. You know, it was like. It wasn't even in one ear. It was just blocked. And what the last draw for me was that she put um, my only banker, my only universal banker who goes on the teller side and the banker side. Um, she's the only one because the other one I had quit because of the branch manager, um, her and my only full time teller. She put them at risk in a situation and she tried to say, it's on me. It's on me. I made the call. But although she told them to do it, she never signed her name or initials on anything. So if you look at the logs, her name is on nothing, but their names are on everything. So if today was the day that we were to get audited and they wanted to, you know, they looked into the situation, those other two team members would have gotten in trouble and she would have gotten off scot-free because she didn't put her name anywhere. There's no proof. Sure, there's an email that's like, have them come see me, but that email doesn't say, I am authorizing them to do this. That email came after my email that said, hey, we actually cannot authorize them to do this because this is someone else's physical cash and these people are not that person. We cannot give somebody else's physical cash. I am saying it like that because that is how stupid it is. For all of you who are listening right now who don't work at a bank, you know good and God bless it well that I cannot give your physical cash to somebody that is not you. All right, let's just leave it there. So it was really the reaction for me when I was like, hey, they is my mic? Okay. I was like, hey, like they really like... If that comes back, it's going to come back on them. And it's like, she didn't even care. She didn't even get it. So I kind of, I was like, you know what? I'm going to put in my two weeks and then I'm out of here. And um, so, yeah. Um, so when I say transition season, I am transitioning into something else. And we'll just leave it at that right now. Um, I'm transitioning in love. And not saying that I'm in love, okay, like relax. Because if he listens to this, I can't have his head getting all big, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, she loved me. Relax, partner. Um, so anyway, that's where we're at um with that. So it's been, it's been a I'm it's it's been. <laughs> it's been a time. So I'm just believing God for the next step. I know what he's told me, I know what he's shown me, especially for this month of August. And so I'm just believing that like before I really have to try to quote unquote make something happen he's already got it worked out and that door is just gonna ping, fly open so I'm excited for that it is nerve-wracking it is hard to be on this side of things but I'm excited um and yeah that's it so with that being said let's get into the show you guys know how we do it um we're gonna start over here with word on the street Word on the street is our version of hot topic is it hot topics if it's your first time here celebrity gossip we just talk about what's going on in these streets. So I got two word on the streets for you today. And I'm going to start with the like less trifling of the two, just because the other one is going to take me some time. So, <laughs> um, let me get to it because I'm struggle busting over here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Um, so the first thing I want to talk about is, as you all know, Beyonce is on her Renaissance tour. Yes, she's on her Renaissance tour. And um, she just came here to the DMV. She just came to D.C. Um, technically, she was in Landover, Maryland, where the Washington Commanders, formerly known as the Washington Redskins, play. And um, so that is that is in Maryland. Um, but, you know, we just consider that part of D.C. because it represents the DMV. So she was here for her show this past weekend. And um, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I almost thought about buying tickets at the last minute just to go because I was like, Beyonce's getting older. What if I never get to see her again? Um, no, I did not say Siri. I said, see her. Wow. Sis is nosy. Um, so she was here and she has the, um, what do you call everybody on mute challenge where she's like everybody on mute. And then you're supposed to like, everybody in the stadium is supposed to get like dead silent, right? She actually crowned DC the winner. So we understood the assignment. I'm saying we, like I was there, but I wasn't, but my sister was there. So like I was there in spirit. Woo. <laughs> So DC, we understood the assignment. Okay, we got it. It's dope. I will say what's funny is like you can see her face when she did it. And then like everybody like got quiet and she was like grinning like, okay, okay, I see y'all. And then there was one clip where like, <laughs> I have to insert it. There was one clip where like, <laughs> I'm sorry, like I'm looking at it right now and I'm dying. There was a clip where um, she said like everybody on mute. And then everybody got quiet. And this one girl was like, yeah. And everybody turned their head they were like, mm. <laughs> they, I, I promise y'all I don't think that girl made it out of there alive okay <laughs> they were like get it together <laughs> it was so funny but it seemed like a good time I'm sure it's always a good time with Beyonce and like that's why I'm gonna encourage people to say and do okay because the seats that I was gonna get at the last minute they were up on the 400 level so quote-unquote the nosebleeds they got the big screens for a reason if your favorite artist is coming to town, if a legendary artist is coming to town and or at least like somewhere near you and you're like, I don't know if I'll ever get to see them again. I want to go. If it's in your price range, dude, just go. Even if you're in like the seats that are farthest away, just go. You're going to see them on the screen. You're going to be able to see enough and the experience is what you're there for. So like, don't just go. I didn't go this time because I actually had other plans. Um, which I would have rather done anyway than go see Beyonce. I love you, Beyonce, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. So, I mean, it seemed like a good time and it's worth it. So if you, even if you're in the far, far away seats, like I said, just do it. Just do it. Just go. Just go. Like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to turn her off because she is really, anyway, just go. All right, my next story and if you have been on the internet this week, you already know what I'm getting ready to talk to y'all about. I could spend the entire podcast, these videos, man, I could spend the entire podcast talking about it. But let me just tell you. So it says the Montgomery Brawl. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so, um, you know what? I don't even need to read anything to you. Let me just tell you. So in Montgomery, Alabama, there was like a boat place, dock, station, whatever. What it what it looked like from what I saw was there was a boat and there was a boat with a lot of black people on it. And um, there was a boat, a littler, smaller boat. And that boat had um, our brothers and sisters from the mountains of Caucasus on it. And um, it looked like it was just like a little family boat, like family and friends or whatever. Like it was just a small Caucasian family, okay? And then you have this big old boat with lots of black people on it, okay? So... 
um, what had happened was um, the looks like the little boat with our Caucasian brothers and sisters was in the way and the larger boat needed to dock. And so they were joking and they were like, hey, you got to move out the way. Like, they, like, seriously, dude was like singing a song. and He's like, move out the way so we can dock this boat. Uh, Say move out the way. Like it was it was it was comedic. OK, it was funny. Um, but they refused to move is my point. Like they were they were not in the right spot. Um, they were keeping the other boat from docking and they were not very respectful about it. They um, they didn't want to move out of the way so that the boat could dock. So, um, so a man who originally was labeled as the security guard, we now know he was actually a co-captain of one of the boats there. He got off and asked them to move. These people were clearly drunk, belligerent, and trying to walk in their privilege, their Caucasian privilege. And it started with one guy who was like, you know, he was talking to one guy and he was like, hey, hey, hey you got to move. And like, it was like, dude was not understanding. So he definitely hit him with like one of these, like the little clap, like you got to move, you know. Basically, dude hauls off and tries to fight the, the captain. I should mention that the co-captain was a black man and he is asking the white people to get out of the way uh, because they were in the wrong. OK, I just want I just want to be clear. They were in the wrong. They didn't need to move their boat. Um, so he's like, you know, hey, you guys got to move. They got into it and one of the guys, one of the white guys, tried to fight the um, captain. Well, then it turned into another guy who was a part of that boat, a white man, trying to then jump into the fight with the captain. The next thing you know, um, all of these white men from this boat that was in the wrong, in the way, needed to move, start trying to jump this black man. So the black man, before things go, he knew the dude was getting ready to haul and hit him. I'm sorry. So before things go left, he throws his hat up in the air like the bat signal. And when I say it was the bat signal, it was the black signal because the black people came running. So one dude was up above them and he was like watching it happen. And so he ran down there to try to break it up. And then they were trying to fight him. The next thing you know, black people are coming out of nowhere and they're like, no, what you're not going to do is jump this man for doing literally doing his job. You are at his place of work. You are not listening. You are not complying. And now you're going to jump him because he's doing his job. No. So black people got into it. It turned into a whole brawl. And when I say they stomped them folks, they stomped them folks. One dude had a chair and he was busting folks up with a chair. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and there was one girl, like she jumped into it at the last minute and she really tried to kick the captain of the boat while he was down. Like he was on the ground and she was really trying to kick him and then tried to sneak off. Like I didn't do anything. So when he snatched her up and he was like, Hey, what are you doing? Then she was like, ah, no girl. No. So it was a whole thing. Just go on TikTok and watch it. I can't even, there's too many videos to try to insert, um, just go on YouTube, look up Montgomery, Alabama, Boat Brawl, like go on TikTok. The memes are hilarious. Like it, 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 the memes are so funny. The memes are super, super funny. Um, but in all serious, like seriousness, um, two things I want to say about this. Number one, um, I think this is absolutely stupid. I think it is so stupid that people are thinking that they're so privileged that you could, you could be in the wrong and someone at someone's place of work, you're in the wrong. That person is asking you to leave. They're doing their job. And your response is not like, oh, I hate this, but I'm going to leave. But your response is like, let me let me beat you up and then have my people jump you. Like, so imagine like this is imagine if that was me at the bank. Right. And somebody was being belligerent and I asked them to leave as a manager. I asked them to leave. And instead of them complying and leaving, 
you know, knowing that I could either call the police or I can call security instead of them complying to leave. They're then like, no, black girl, we're not going to leave. And then they all jump me because I'm doing my job. You know, that's what that. So I think this is stupid. Um, and my best friend said something today. And like, I honestly agree with her. And this is a conversation for another time. Um, she said, I really hate that Trump was ever president in the first place. And I really wish he never would have been president in the first place because he has caused. And if you're easily offended, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm just trying to be real here. Um, he has caused certain white people to think that it's okay for them to just do whatever they want to do. Um, and that's very true. This was a clear indication of that. Like they think they can do whatever they want to do and they, they, they cannot, that was not acceptable. So that's the first thing I want to say. Second thing I want to say, I know there are mixed feelings on this. I know me, my personally, my man, he don't feel the same, but I would just say it. Go ahead, black people. Go ahead. Okay. I'm here for it. I am here for it. Yes. No longer are we going to let white people sit up here and try to use this fake privilege on us and then, um, you know, think that they can do things like that. Absolutely not. What you're not going to do is jump this man and he's doing his job. If you're going to jump him, y'all get in jumped. And I'm here for it. I am here for it. Jump everybody. Jump everybody. It can't take us all to jail. Because <laughs> I'm telling y'all, if I saw that, I well, first of all, I am wise. So if I saw that going down, the first thing I would have done was call the cops. Second thing I would have done, if it was looking like it was getting to the point where my mans needed help, I might be pretty, but that does not mean that these hands are not nasty, okay? If it looked like my mans needed help after I called the police, I probably would have had somebody who I know is not about that life hold my phone and keep talking to the cops, and I probably would have had to go down there and help my man out. Because what I'm not going to do is let somebody sit up here and jump you. I don't care who you are, even if you're white. I don't care who you are. If you were getting wrongfully jumped, I'm not going to let anybody sit up here and just wrongfully jump you. I'm going down with my taser, grr, 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 and I'm going to give you a couple warning zaps. You know, I'm not going to zap you. I'm going to so you hear the sound and know that I mean business. And then if you can't get in line, well, then you're just going to have to get that time. Grr, okay? So, um, hey, I'm proud of y'all. Y'all go ahead. Y'all y'all do what y'all got to do, okay? Um, yeah. But that's that whole... We're going to revisit this again in the next episode um, because there, I feel like there's a whole other conversation to be said about this, but that's all I want to say about that. So moving on to Big Ups. Big Ups is where we give a shout out, props to people um, doing big things out here in the culture, um, in, the, in life. So um, this story is like adorable, um, but also very sad. Um, so it says 10 year old girl marries her beau shortly before losing her battle with leukemia. And I know that you're all like 10 year old girl, hear me out. It says, despite their hopes, Emma Edwards, a 10 year old girl from Walnut Cove, North Carolina, tragically lost her battle with leukemia. Emma had always dreamt of getting married. She received her last wishes 12 days before her passing. Oh God. Marrying her beloved Daniel Marshall, Christopher, DJ, Williams Jr. My man has a long name. DJ Williams Jr. Emma, Emma leaves behind her parents, Elena and Aaron, or Elena, Elena or Alana and Aaron Edwards. The pair attempted to have a wedding ceremony at their elementary school. However, they were told by their teacher that such an event would not be possible at school. Nevertheless, love prevailed. And the young couple finally tied the knot on tied the knot on June 29th and enjoy a celebration with friends and family. It had to happen super fast. We threw it together in less than two days. Everything ended up being donated, Elena said, of the wedding. 
Elena said of the wedding, a garden ceremony with a hundred guests in attendance. It was so precious. It came together so well. Her dad gets to say he gave her away. Oh, wow. This is about to get me. Hold on. Her dad gets to say he gave her away. A friend of ours officiated. A friend read a verse from the Bible and her best friend was made of honor, she added. Elena described DJ as the sweetest soul you'll ever meet. He has a heart of gold and he really loves Emma, she said. Emma had, um, Emma had been receiving support from friends, family, and community members, race car drivers at Bowman Gray Stadium in a nearby and nearby Winston-Salem, North Carolina, honored the 10-year-old by adding Emma's Army stickers on their cars at the July racing event. Oh my God. Most kids want to go to Disneyland, but Emma wanted to get married and be a wife and have three kids, Alana said. She was a sweetheart. I worked really hard on this makeup. She was a sweetheart. I always say we must we must have made marriage look really fun because that's all she wanted. Um, and this little picture of her in her little dress and like it looks like she's in a little wheelchair and the little boy's like holding her hand. That is so sweet. That is that's first of all I couldn't imagine. I don't have kids yet. I have nieces and nephews, and I couldn't imagine. My nephew is eight, um, my niece is 11, and then there's a 16-year-old in there. Um, I couldn't imagine. I cannot imagine um, losing my child so soon. Um, that'd be awful. And, like, I know for me, like, I'm, I'm 30. Um, I've waited a long time to get married. I've waited a long time to have kids. And, like, I'll be honest, like, much like losing my husband early, it would be the same thing. Losing a child would feel like a slap in the face to me from God. Like you made me wait all this time. You made me wait to the point where my clock was ticking. My biological clock, as they say. And then you take my baby away from me. I would have a hard time with my faith. So, and, and I think that's so sweet because most little girls, like all we want is to get married and have a family. And like, I know for me, when I was Emma's age, I wanted to get married more than anything. I wanted to be a wife. I wanted to be a mother. And I actually wanted like five kids. So that is just, that is so sweet. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Okay. Before I really bust out in tears again. All right, next, on, next up, we're moving on to our next segment, which is called Flava in Your Ear. Can you tell I love 90s R&B? Hip-hop, 90s hip-hop, and R&B, honestly. Um, Flava in Your Ear is where I just put you guys onto some music that I'm listening to. It could be new, it could be old, um, but what what's popping in my headphones right now? So my first thing is Before You Walk Out of My Life by Monica. Y'all know that song is old and dusty, but it's so good. Never gets old. I love it. That is one of my favorites. Um, and it's just been on repeat this week, these past two weeks, actually. And then my second one is Back to Life, Back to Life by Bethel. Um, you know, the enemy thought he had me and Jesus said, you are mine. So good. It's, it has been, cause it's real. The enemy really thought he had me and Jesus was like, not today, you know, <laughs> and not ever. Okay. Um, so good and so real. So amen. Those are, those are my two songs. Look them up. You can find them on Spotify, Apple Music, and pretty much anywhere else. So I want to get into the topic of this video because you guys know I spend half of the podcast talking about the other things. Um, but I want to get into the topic of this video because I felt like this was important. And like I said, I had this deep conversation with my boo 
um, after our date on Sunday. And I realized like, this is very important to talk about because Christians don't talk about this enough and Christian girls, we don't talk about this enough. And I don't think anybody's ever been real with Christian girls about this. So we're going to talk about, <clears throat> we're going to talk about dating. So with that, let's talk about Christian dating. So number one, um, I want to get to the purpose of dating, right? So what is the purpose of dating? Like, let's start there. The purpose of dating is to get to know a person and kind of vet out whether or not that person is going to be for you um, for the rest of your life, right? So that is that is the purpose. Now, over the years, dating has been warped into this thing where it's like, I just want to have fun. I just want to get a free meal. I just want you know, whatever. And like, that's not the purpose of dating. So I just want to bring it back to like the way God intended it. Um, the purpose of dating is to get to know someone now, even, even taking out the vetting out process. And I'm going to get into that. Um, the real purpose of dating was to spend time courting, getting to know a person. So the man would court the woman, um, and you guys would learn about each other and then move into the next phase, which is marriage back then. They didn't really have engagement. I think somebody just called me. Oh, they did. And I missed it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> back then, they didn't really have engagement like that. It was like you were you were engaged from the start. And it's like, oh, like Zachariah is going to marry Elizabeth. And now this is the engagement. Zachariah and Elizabeth are engaged to be married. So that time from Zachariah and Elizabeth are engaged to be married to I do is your courtship. So that was the whole purpose of dating. It is your time to get plan, get to know each other, you know, between hello and the wedding. There was, it was never meant to be, I meet you, I like you, let's date, let's get engaged, then let's get married. It starts at engagement because when you knew, you knew. Like there, divorce was not a big thing back then. So when you knew, you knew. Um, and it was, we're going down the aisle, we're gonna spend this time with each other preparing to get down that aisle. So that's the purpose of dating. It has been warped over the years. Um, and people think like, oh, you got to vet people out. You got to get to know, you got to get to know folks, whatever. Um, so let's go to um, timelines. So one of the things that people make a big deal about are the timelines of dating, right? So like um, you have to get to know somebody. You hear this all the time from from. From, I'm not going to say from your parent. It, my mother has never told me this. I'm just going to say this. My, my mother is 100% down with the biblical way of dating. Like she's ready for me to get married and give her some grandbabies. Now, I just had this weight loss surgery in February. So she is going to have to wait until at least July of next year, um, which is fine because I need time with my man. But, um, you know, she she's never been the one that's like, you need to get to know. But you hear, you hear a lot from aunties and people who are not typically your parents. Oh, it takes three years to get to know a person. Um, they're right with the three, but I'm going to be honest. It takes three months. And I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. A person can only hide who they truly are for three months. I'm not saying that you have to get married after three months. Some people do. Look at Shalea and her husband. Um, but I'm saying that it takes three months to really get to know a person. A person can only hide who they truly are for about three months. And then after that, you see who they really are. Um, now, you're fortunate when you get to date somebody because like me, I don't hide anything about myself. Like when I'm dating, like you get 100% who Aislinn is. You might not get all of the like intimate parts of me at first because I need to know that I can trust you with those parts, but you will get 100% this is who Aislinn is as a person from the jump. So people have, you know, start, it started with that. Like, oh, you need, it takes three years to get to know a person. 
So when you're younger, people try to tell you, you need to date for at least three years before you get engaged. When you're older, they're like, oh, you need to be together for at least a year. Now, again, I said the time, the timeline of dating and the purpose of dating is that we know we're getting married. So this courtship process or what we know today is dating is our journey down the aisle. That is us spending time together, going on dates, hanging out, getting to know these things about each other, but also planning for our wedding, right? So if I'm doing that, I'm not planning this wedding for three years. I'm not planning this wedding for a year. Like it's probably going to be a few months, you know? So timelines have definitely been warped and I get it because people have changed. Times are different. People are not trustworthy. And so it's like, oh, I really have to get to know this person before, like, I got to know everything about them, good, bad, ugly. And again, the right person is going to show you who they are fully from the jump, but that's how the timelines have been warped. And people have had, um, this perception that it's got to take like five, six years for you to get down the aisle. But imagine being, imagine being 40, no children and still wanting to have children and somebody is telling you or your man is making you wait three, four, five, six years. Well, I'm already 40. The age of fertility starts to decline at 38. So if I'm already 40, I'm two years past that. And you want me to wait until I'm 45 and then I got to get pregnant? I'm not the brat, honey. I don't have, I'm not Paris Hilton. I don't have <laughs> all of the things and the resources that they had to be able to get pregnant. Okay. Like now I'm looking at a surrogate. Now I'm looking at adoption, you know, and I'm also looking at the fact that I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I don't, I don't want, I don't want a baby making me more tired. Okay. So there's that. Um, so that brings me to this TikTok video. Um, and I will link it in the description box. If you're on YouTube, um, I'll link it on, um, the podcast as well, but I don't know if it shows up on all the other places that the podcast is at, like, um, Apple podcasts and Spotify and stuff. It does show up on the Spotify for podcasters, formerly known as anchor app, but I'll link it there. There's a video and a young lady was talking about the timelines of dating and, um, man, my man could text me, you got a big forehead and a big old nose. And I'd just be like, <laughs> boy, I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> hello. Oh, I just got so flabbergasted. When I see that name pop up uh, and I see a little picture pop up, I just be through, 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 through. Just, just, just sick. Just sick. I just be sick. Oh, God. Anyway. And smack my glasses across. Ooh. Anyway, um, <laughs> I <laughs> what was I saying? Oh yeah, yeah, TikTok video. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, in a TikTok video, this girl was talking about the timelines of dating, and she kind of said the same thing. Like, it wasn't meant to take that long, and she's not, and she's not saying like, oh, like don't go out and like, you know, don't go out and just get married after like the first week, but like, you know, it. When you know, you know, when God brings it together, he doesn't bring it together for you to prolong it for the next 20 years. Like he brings it together for you to step into that realm, right? Um, but one thing she said, and I agree with, is that people have become more um, untrustworthy. People have been more selfish. And so it's hard to trust people. And because of that, that's where the dating process takes years and years and years and years and years. Um, because it's like, I got to make sure I can really trust you before you get married. Um, but I am going to link that TikTok video so you guys can watch it. But I agree with that. I do think that um, people have become, you know, a lot more untrustworthy. And so it's like, I got to vet you out. Like, I got to make sure that you're the right one, whatever, whatever, whatever. 
Um, so where we go wrong with dating, um, if I can back up, is like, I believe Christian women and Christian men, I believe that we're not meant to vet out people. I believe that we're not. I, well, let me say this. Let me go back. And somebody's going to get mad at this. And I really don't care because the truth is the truth. I don't believe Christian women are meant to vet out the wrong men for them. I believe Christian women, I believe it is, the Bible says a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord, right? So I believe it is your husband's job to find you. It is not your job to find your husband. It is okay if you are approached by a guy. It's okay for you to approach a guy you like. You know what I'm saying? But it is not your job to go out and like try to find them and be like, okay, well, this one ain't gonna work next. Oop, this one ain't gonna work next. Oop, next, oop, next, oop, next. You know, it's your job to just talk to people. Like, and that's where we go wrong. We talk to people and we jump. We go from like, oh, like, when I say talk to people, I mean have a conversation with people, not like be in the talking phase. So we go into it and we're like, oh my God, like I'm talking to this guy. We're probably going to get married. Like, and you immediately jump like, oh my God, like, could this be the one? And that's where your head is at instead of like, what am I noticing from these conversations that I'm having with him? And you miss the red flags and you fall for the okie doke because you're trying to force something over here because it's like, oh, I'm actually dating someone and that person is not it. So I truly believe that um, you're, it's meant for your husband to find you. That's not to say that you just sit in the house all the time. Make yourself available. Like go out here and stop wearing them. Unless you're in a season where you are meant to be hidden and God has confirmed to you that you are meant to be hidden. Stop wearing them um, them rings. Like, you know, you guys like go out, like you do the hair and Lindsay and you buy yourself a ring and you're like, oh, I'm married to Jesus. Stop doing that. Because a real man of God is going to see that ring on your finger. And he's not going to ask questions. He's just going to be like, all right, well, she's taken. Let me move on. And you're going to miss out on your husband because you're wearing this ring trying to be like, nigga, be gone. Like, no, if God has confirmed to you that you were supposed to be hidden in this season and he has given you the okay to wear your ring, wear your ring. But if he has not confirmed that to you, please don't wear a ring. Um, cause you're blocking your blessings. Um, and I will say um, this, um, we we settle, we settle a lot. Like, so, and that's another place where we go wrong as Christian women um, and as Christian people. But I'm specifically talking to women just because like, again, we put ourselves in situations and then we're like, God, why have you forsaken me? God, why is it so easy for her, but it's not easy for me? Why are you making me wait so long? And it's because we set ourselves up for failure every time. Um, just because a man is Christian does not mean that that man is for you. And just because a man is nice to you and he like wants to date you doesn't mean that he's for you. Honey, you know it. Okay. You feel it. Like you feel it deep in your soul. Go to God first. Like before you go on a date with any guy, go to God first. Go like go to God first. God, listen, Billy asked me out today. He wants to go out this weekend. I don't want to step out of your timing. I don't want to waste my time with the wrong man. Please give me the clarity in the peace that like I need to go out with Billy or give me the clarity and the peace that Billy and I don't need to date. Go to God first because when we settle for just any Christian man, like we end up, we just end up wasting our time. We end up wasting their time. We just think like, Oh great. He's Christian. Like, yay. It's gotta be it. Right. And it's like, no girl, like, you know, you need a man with a little swag, little, little thugness. <laughs> um, and the other thing though, is that like, Sometimes Christian women think that they need that perfect Christian man. Oh, he's got to pray like this. Like we watch the videos 
the TikTok videos and like the couples and we're like, oh my God, like we've got to pray like this. We've got to be like this. He's got to be this kind of man. Sometimes your relationship, your relationship with God is, should be your relationship with God before you get with that man. Okay. His relationship with God should be his relationship with God before he gets with you. Your relationship together and how you get to that point of like doing some of those things that the couples, you see the couples doing the TikTok videos and stuff, that develops over time. So what am I saying with that? What I'm saying is like, your husband is not always going to come to you in this perfect Christian package. Like he's probably going to come to you. He could come to you. He could come to you in a package where he's like, oh, I'm really focused. I want to be a pastor, blah, 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 blah. Or he could come to you in a package where he's still figuring it out. He could come to you in a package where he's not Christian at all, but he's curious. He could come to you in a package where he is backslidden. He could come to you in a package where he believes and like he's been up and down. He's been on fire for God. He's kind of fizzled out a little bit. He's been on fire. He's kind of fizzled out. He's never stopped believing, but he's his intensity has been up and down. We have to stop putting that pressure on Christian men to like be this perfect like man of God. He's going to be the priest of your household. He's going to be the head of your household. He's going to be the leader that God promised you in a husband. Y'all just might have to develop over time and he's going to have to develop in that over time. Like y'all getting to the point where you have little Bible studies, you know, over the phone or like for your date nights and stuff that might not happen right away, but it could happen over time and it will happen over time. But we have to stop thinking that like we're just going to have this perfect, perfect man that's going to pop up out of nowhere. Um, so if there's any advice I can give my Christian girlies, um, it would be this. Let God lead the way and surrender your timelines. Because I know we all say like I want to be married by 30. If I'm not married by 30, then da, 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 da. 30 is the new 20. Like seriously, 30 is the new 20. And your timelines... You might think that you're ready to be married by 30. You might think that you're ready to be married by 25, but you'll look back at your life when you're 35 and remember where you were at 25 and be like, thank God I wasn't married, right? We've got to surrender those timelines. So surrender those timelines to God. I know I know that it's important to you. I know that you feel like there's a reason why you want to be married at this time. Take that to God. God, listen, like I'm 22. I really want to be married by 25 and this is why. Surrender that to God and make sure that you ask for his will over your life and not your own. So even though I really want this by 25, God, your will be done. Your will, not mine. So if you don't see me married by 25, if you know that I'm not going to be married by 25, if that's not your will for me, I don't want to jump into anything that's not you, right? You got to surrender that timeline because if you don't, you're going to find yourself disappointed and you're not going to be able to wait well and trust me because I didn't do it. I was up and down. I waited well, and then I waited terrible, and then I waited well, and then I backslid, and then I waited well. So you got to surrender that to God. Um, and the other thing I could say, and again, this is probably going to ruffle some feathers, but you got to let go of the past. You got to let go of every hurt, every disappointment, every heartbreak, all the heartbreak, excuse me, all of the pain. You've got to let go of that. You've got to put that behind you. Um, all the wrong men that you dated, all the quote unquote frogs that you kissed, you've got to let that go because at the end of the day, you made those mistakes. God did not make those mistakes. You made them. God was trying to tell you how to get out of it and you didn't listen because you were so desperate to be with somebody. You were so desperate to be married. You were so, you know, desperate to just make your dreams come true instead of letting God guide you on the path to the life that he promised you. So... You got to let go of that. And it is hard. And no, you're never going to be perfect before you meet your spouse. But definitely 
put yourself in a position to ask God to prepare you for the man of God he has for you. And you eliminate all other distractions, all other men, kick it all out of your life. Even if you got to kick certain TV shows, some of your favorite YouTubers, some of your favorite influencers, like out of your life, kick it out. Some of your friends you might have to let go. I'm serious. Like let it go. Just let it go. Move it to the side and allow God to prepare you for the man that he has for you. Because if you don't do that, you're going to find yourself trying to rush the process and you're going to find yourself settling for all the wrong relationships. So let God, look, let go, let God, seriously, let go and let God, like ask God to prepare you for the man that he has for you. And then wipe your hands of it and leave it at that. Leave it at that and trust him and trust his timing. Trust his process and trust that like if he said it was for you he, he gave you the desire if you grew up with the desire and it starts to fizzle out and you're like I don't know if I want to get married maybe you weren't called to marriage but nine times out of ten he gave you that he's going to give you the desire most people are called to be married I'll just say it there are very few people that are actually called to be single um so if he gave you that desire He's going to see it through. He's going to fulfill it, but you've got to let him do his job. It's just like the Alabama brawl thing, right? Like going up in here, jumping somebody just for doing their job. That's not right. You can't just go up in somebody's place of work and then not let them do their job because at the end of the day, you need them. You're at their place of business, right? Customer service. You need to be service. You got to let him do his job. You go to the bank, you let people do their job. You look like an idiot trying to argue with people at the bank when you need them. It's the same thing. You look stupid trying to argue with God when you need him. He doesn't need you. You've got to let go of your timelines. You've got to let go of your past. You've got to heal and you've got to let God do his job. And sometimes that's going to look like you going on a healing journey for years, months, weeks, whatever. And then he brings that person into your life. Sometimes it's going to look like you just making the decision to go on the healing journey. And then he brings that person into your life the next day. Sometimes it's going to look look like you going on the healing journey for maybe a couple days, maybe even a couple weeks. And then he brings that person into your life. It doesn't matter what it looks like or how long it takes. Just know that it's worth it. It is worth it in the end. Okay. <laughs> So that is all. Thank you guys for being here today. You could have been anywhere else, but instead you chose to be here listening to me ramble on and on and on and on and on. And for that, I am eternally grateful, honey. Shout out to everybody who's listening from every city, every state, every province, every town, every village, every continent, every country. <laughs> um, I'm so grateful for you guys. Seriously, like again, without you guys, there is no show. And I'm so grateful for you guys being here. Don't forget to leave your feedback. Connect with me on social media. Like I love hearing from you guys. I love talking to you guys. Um, but yeah, um, I'm just grateful for you guys being here. And like for all of you who've been here from the start, like I can't wait for the day that like this podcast takes a totally different like route and becomes something so much bigger than all of us. You know, I can't wait to sit and like break bread with you guys and like look back and be like, I remember when you first started and like it was the Bible Brunch podcast. Like, we, we were here for all the name changes and some of you have been here for all of the name changes. So I just appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And just remember like, if God promised it to you, nobody can take it away. It's already there. We're just walking down that path with God to get to where it is. So just trust him. Surrender your timelines, you guys. And um, that is it. So don't forget to follow me. You can find me at Aislinn Wade on everything. That's Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, YouTube, um, 
TikTok. I almost forgot about that one. Yeah, TikTok. You can find me at Aislinn on everything. Make sure you follow me on TikTok because it is Liddy over there and I have extra content on TikTok that I don't always put on Instagram. Um, so, and I, I'm on threads too, but threads is... Okay, so <laughs> just make sure you guys are following me on TikTok um, as well as all my other socials. If you want to see the visuals for this podcast, you can head on over to my YouTube and watch it. And again, I love to connect with you guys, so don't be shy. Reach out. Be respectful, though. Okay? <laughs> and that is it, guys. I will see you in the next one. Bye.